You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Viox, Zelnorm, Avandia, Risk, Withdrawal, Black Boxes. We want drugs that are safe, but in our quest for safety, are we denying potentially helpful treatments to our patients? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host. And with us today is Dr. Joshua T. Cohn, Research Associate Professor of Medicine at Tufts University School of Medicine and a member of the Center for the Evaluation of Value and Risk in Health. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Cohn. Hi. You've written about a study that you've done comparing uh, the risks of taking certain medications to risks of other activities such as occupations and recreational activities. Can you tell us how this can be useful for us as we're talking to our patients? Well, you know, one way it can be useful is a patient comes in, and it's very, I'm not a medical doctor, but, you know, obviously I've, I've been to the doctor and I, I realize it's, it's difficult because of the time constraints now. And, and a patient comes in and they've got either a, a complaint about a certain condition or a particular uh, health issue that they're concerned about. And that leads to a discussion of the risks associated with that condition and maybe the risks associated with the medication. Doctor, should I be taking an aspirin to reduce my, my chance of heart attack? But it may be a good opportunity to also look at the other activities that an individual is engaged in and to help them think about that. And uh, a colleague of mine tells you know, a quite tragic story when he um, saw his doctor a number of years ago now, and uh, he was talking to his doctor about Lipitor, I believe. I'm not sure what it was. In any case, his doctor was very knowledgeable about all of this, really explained the risks quite well, and helped my uh, colleague make pretty informed decision about when it might be good to use whatever medication they were talking about. And then several weeks after that, uh, you know, this very well-informed doctor was using his motor scooter in Boston, was uh, involved in a motor vehicle crash and died. Mm. You know, I mean, it's a tremendous loss to his family and, and really to all of us. He's such a good doctor. But when we went and we looked at the statistics on using a motorcycle, it turns out that the fatality risk per mile driven for using a motorcycle is a few dozen times higher than the fatality risk of riding in a motor vehicle. Mm -hmm. And a motor vehicle risk by itself is actually pretty high. 1% of all people will die in a motor vehicle crash, uh, and, and the vast majority of those are cars. So you think about that's pretty high, 1% of all people dying in a motor vehicle crash, and then this doctor using his motorcycle in Boston, of all places, motorcycle risk being a few dozen times worse than that, it's important to think about all the risks that were affected by, not just the, the narrow issue that uh, may be of immediate concern to a patient, patient when they visit the doctor. That's a wonderful point. We can spend all that time and energy focusing on the pros and cons in a specific disease state when really other behaviors and things are pose a much greater threat. So I think uh, the time... I, I spend uh, trying to mention seat belts and helmets when uh, you're riding bicycles, and that's a good point, inquiring into other activities. Tell us about perceived versus actual risk. When we talk to patients about risk, we can give them these numbers, but they often have a different uh, perception of risk for certain activities. Is, is that not right? Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's hard to avoid that. I mean, you know, it's just it's human nature, of course, and, and a classic example outside the world of medicine 
is, you know, how do people perceive the risk of traveling by airplane versus traveling by uh, car? You know, and I'm, I'm this way too. I get more worried about dying in a uh, plane crash than I do uh, dying in a car crash. And um, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, the fatality risk per mile driven in a car is far higher than the risk uh, in an airplane. And there's actually an interesting story related to this. Shortly after the uh, terrorist attacks of 2001, as, as people probably remember, air travel dropped way off. And I mean, mm-hmm. it was bad for the airlines, of course, but it turns out it was actually bad for our health because a lot of people, instead of taking the airplane someplace, decide to drive by motor vehicle. As a result, statistically, they were increasing their risk of dying, and we'll never know who actually died as a result of that, but it's, it's very likely that people died uh, because they took a car rather than a plane, and it's because they perceived that plane risk as being worse than the car crash risk. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get to more medically-related outcomes, there's research that indicates that people are more concerned about death resulting from cancer than death resulting from, say, a a heart attack. You know, there are certainly qualitative differences in the illness Mm -hmm, associated with those two diseases, but uh, it, it seems that people have dread of certain ways of dying compared to other ways of dying that even go beyond that. Yeah, I certainly, again, can relate to that. And patients who get me my mammogram, get me my colonoscopy, oh, I'm not going to consider going on a Lipitor. That'll ruin my liver. Uh, I'm not going to consider taking an aspirin because I'll bleed. And when indeed we, we know that cardiovascular disease is the number one uh, killer. That perception uh, is important. And having these comparative risks certainly would facilitate a good discussion with patients. Yes, I think that's right. I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, of course, we wouldn't want to just do this by spreadsheet. But the way I view it is the numbers are a useful input to the discussion. You are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I'm speaking with Dr. Joshua Cohn, Research Associate Professor of Medicine at Tufts University School of Medicine in Boston. And we are discussing risks and benefits with medications versus other activities. Uh, Dr. Cohn, benefit seems to get lost very often when uh, we hear about all the risks associated with medications. How do we factor benefit in? Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, the way the FDA is, you know, says that they do this, and I, I think they do try to do this, is uh, when, when they're considering approval of a medication is they, they look at the, the risks and the benefits. And as we know, and as, as Vioxx uh, illustrated as a case example, you know, having better post-market surveillance would certainly be very helpful in in getting a handle on the risks associated with medications. What I think we are not paying enough attention to as we as a a society, as government, tries to get a better handle on better post-market data, for example, is you can't just get better risk data and think, you know, at the end of the day, that's going to lead to better decisions. Because what will happen, I mean, you know, let's, let's take the ideal Let's suppose that we get just amazing amounts of data on risk for you know, all the medications that are out on the market. Mm-hmm. What I think we would discover is that many more medications than we were aware of actually on occasion are associated with severe outcomes. I mean, that's just a statistical truism. You increase the sample size and you're able to see things that are smaller. 
what we would see would be much more rare than uh, what we've been seeing, but, you know, it's likely we would see something. Would we, therefore, want to uh, say, all right, we've got to come down hard on all these other medications? I don't think so. I think what we would want at that point is to have a better handle on what the benefits of those medications are. So while it is useful to have better post-market surveillance on risks, I think we need to, at the same time and with the same vigor, uh, be collecting and, and calling for the improved collection of post-market surveillance of benefits. Here, here. I, I think that uh, would be wonderful if we could move in that direction. I read an editorial. I, I don't remember uh, who wrote it about the expanded black box warning for antidepressants in young adults. The point being made that perhaps these antidepressants may increase suicidality uh, but we know for sure not treating depression definitely increases suicidality. Uh, sometimes we neglect the risk of not employing these medicines and the benefits that they can uh, cause for our patients. That's exactly it. The uh, title of our paper was, you know, what's more risky, your, your aspirin or your car? And it, it turns out your aspirin is about as risky as your car mm-hmm. if you're taking it prophylactically uh, for coronary heart disease. But if you stop taking it, the uh, protection you lose So yes, you'll be decreasing your hemorrhagic stroke risk, but you will be um, incurring a larger risk. So that's why uh, people in many situations continue to take their aspirin. You know, obviously, uh, the the, uh, balance between those two varies from person to person, but in a lot of cases, the the net benefit is positive. And very interesting and easy to read tables uh, in Dr. Cohen's article, which was published in Health Affairs, Volume 26, Number 3, the May-June issue of this year. You can look at the risks of various types of transportation, occupation, and recreational activities. That may help me to uh, put things in perspective for my patients in the office. How about the media? I know this is not your particular field, but it seems the media just jumps on the drug risk. And is there any hope for improvement for a more balanced portrayal to the public in that arena? Well, I think that's an excellent point. And actually, even with this paper, which you know we, we really tried to be very careful in you know, presenting this as an issue of risks versus benefits. And uh, when it, it came out in the media, it was Tufts University study on... Um, how risky all these drugs are. <laughs> and and it, it, it drove us crazy. I mean, we were so careful about that. And I think, you know, uh, there are a lot of good journalists out there, of course, but they're under a lot of pressure to turn things out quickly. And quite frankly, I think a lot of them are not familiar with this issue of making decisions based on a systematic evaluation of benefits and risks. And so, you know, I think it would be useful for especially those reporters who specialize in the area of health reporting to learn about, you know, how these decisions can be made more rationally. And uh, perhaps we uh, medical professionals, when we have the opportunity to discuss these issues, can stress the benefits and the gains from these medications as well as the uh, possible risks uh, that they have. Dr. Cohen, anything for the practicing physician or nurse practitioner in terms of advice in discussing benefit risk with individual patients in the office? Well, I think, you know, clearly, you know, these issues are going to vary from person to person. But I think that the best thing that they can convey is that every medication they take, every food they take involves risks and benefits. You know, people eat fish, it has mercury in it, but it also has omega-3 fatty acids. 
you know, if you're a pregnant woman, you've got to be worried more about the mercury. If you're a middle-aged man, you're going to be worried about the omega-3 fatty acids because uh, the reduced uh, coronary heart disease uh, risk. But for everybody, even though the benefit-risk balance may differ from person to person, and that's got to be tailored, and that's, you know, that's why people have to talk to their health professionals and not just uh, look at this on the web by itself. But, you know, that's the, the discussion that, that has to be had for, with, with each patient. I want to thank Dr. Joshua Cohn, who's been our guest as we've been discussing the risks and benefits of medications, comparing them to the risks of certain other common daily activities. I think it's been very interesting. And again, uh, Dr. Cohn's study in health affairs uh, is a very uh, worthwhile, interesting read. It is the May-June issue of this year. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.